Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. This is Nichelle Anderson. You will be listening to my clip notes for season one, 2017 to 2018 for episodes one through four. Now this will be part one. So I will also have a part two starting next week because during recording, honestly, it took an hour once I went through the episodes that I have written so far which the first clip notes part one will be published December the 4th on my launch date for this podcast, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond. And so this will be part one of my clip notes. do probably once a month where I go back and kind of have a discussion about the short stories that I have written. I might do more if I'm doing two separate short stories in a given month within my new podcast that I am launching December the 4th, 2017, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. So let's get started with my clip notes. This is usually, I'm getting this from in a sense of where I direct independent films and you know independent productions period. And where after I have wrote the actual official you know, script in my mind, I already keep the notes. But I do know some people do ask me you know, more about the characters and so forth. And, and to have a discussion with that, either by the talent that want to do some research more about the character, or just with some you know, people that are following the production and very interested in it. And so this is my opportunity to have that discussion. You're welcome to email me, or at least go to perhaps my Facebook pages that will have that ability if you want to comment. Pretty much you can go to Patreon, my Patreon page, where you can have that open discussion uh, with other people that might be following it or to connect with me to respond that way. But at any rate, and you can also submit some questions if I didn't cover the things that you wanted me to cover talking about it. So I will have that outline as well in the below description. 
in my post when I post this live, of course, to the public on my my public state, which would be the same as my other podcast every Monday by 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Okay, so let's get started. This is the first month. The last episodes is from episode one that was a preview to talk about my podcast moving up to episode four that will be released on December the 4th okay that will kick off this new podcast that I'm excited about so to start off with the clip notes I'm going to go back from the previous ones of course which would be episode one two three and four and again each month I'm going to do this as a rollout to talk about it to kind of give you some more information um, answer some questions and also uh, not tell you some things give you some clues so you have more questions and overall encourage you to support this particular project of mine that you can as well end up supporting my independent projects that hopefully you listen to this you like it (laughs) you enjoy it you get something from it you get the message that I weave through in and out and it makes you uh, it makes it puts it puts a smile on your face so I'm glad okay so let's start with episode one that came to me that I need to I need to try this this came to me this scene which is that I published on November the 14th when I announced that this would be a new podcast off of my main podcast that I kicked off on November the 14th, 2017, Surviving Your Journey Choice Success. And then this right here was the first scene that kept popping in my mind. And you know, I thought to myself, you know what? I should do another podcast and it should be about stories. That way I can still release more content on a regular basis because as an independent, as I took the time to even do an introduction to this new project and to talk about the patron part of it, if you want to participate as a patron, and I wish that you do, (laughs) I hope that you do, um, it gives me the opportunity to be able to produce things more faster because doing it like this in a podcast way, doing the whole filming, doing the stage, which I'm in uh, preparing to return back Mole, that production back to stage. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of resources. And, you know, you're not, you don't have that bigger of type of ability or, or resources at hand to be able to, to push that out and to do the marketing of it. And all. it's just a big job. So it takes a while. And this is going to be a bigger production when I return back to stage of Molay. This is an opportunity that I can release and as well to not only just release more content, especially regarding Molay, because I know a lot of people is waiting for that to come back to stage. But it's another opportunity for me to be able to introduce these characters that Mitch Rayam, my book, a memoir, started it off that you get to know about these characters and know the history. So when it comes to stage, when when I return Molay back to stage, oh my goodness, you are going to be, just think about it, you're going to be so much connected and know their history. And it's going to be a wonderful experience, the good and the bad, just in a sense of learning from these characters. And you get to know why they did this, almost as if going through the experience when I wrote it, I felt every single one of those characters, it was over 50. Of course, the main one came through, Apprentice Amenia, but I felt every single one of them. So anyhow, let's go ahead and get started with the clip notes, okay? Let me start with my clip notes, starting with episode one that was listed under the title, 
the preview of my short stories and I published that on November the 14th on my other podcast, Surviving Your Journey to a Success, as well uploaded on my official homepage for my podcast of my short stories that, that you are tuning in now will be under the Spreaker type platform. And again, these links to get to those homepages that I'm mentioning, um, that I mentioned will be in the description area of this particular broadcast. Okay, so let's talk about episode one. It is basically titled Before the Time of Amenia. Now, I'm just going to give you some some background information and some, you know, some inside information on that. The image just came to me to write this scene where I was preparing for my survival, your journey to a success podcast. And it just kept coming into my mind is it felt similar to what led me to write Mitch Ram. And so when that happens, I have learned that I got to put it on paper and I did. And before I knew it, it continued on in my thinking that I should do this podcast I love writing. I know people, just as I mentioned earlier. So it kind of, again, it came to me. Um, who, I'm kidding. It came to me as a memory. And so this is the scene where it opens up where you only see Queen Hagar. Now, I want to give you some background information as well. Most of these scenes, I'm only seeing clips, almost like a flashback in a way. And so I don't really know the ending or I feel what the ending is but the only way I can find out I have to start writing it out almost like a journal so in this particular scene I just felt that King Milan something's going on with him later as you go into the other episodes you realize that it was some type of battle or some type of um, altercation in a way that he was involved in it got severely hurt but you don't get that impression in the first scene opening where Queen Hagar is standing in one of the war chambers and it's this mystery person now anybody that follow the initial production when I brought it from book to stage play and I started with the episodes the Orions are not mentioned only into the webisodes and you can follow links especially our YouTube channel you will be able to to see some of those mentions of the Orions, but they play a big role. In these short stories, they will play a more of a big role. In the book and the web shows and the short film, um, they, are, they are part of what's going on behind the scenes with King Damar, but not really, really giving them the platform to show how huge they contributed to the choices that led up to the book of Mitzrayim and to what you can see now on my social platforms. So here we have this new Orion because in the book form, we're only introduced to Kishe and two of his other type officials with him. We are introduced with him for the first time in a visual sense in the web shows, not on the stage plays. Now, when I return for the prestige return of Molay, that's when the Orions will get that particular representation on stage. But again, for right now, you only got the opportunity to look at the Orions and how there was some type of deal, something going on behind the scenes with King Damar that not too many knew about. All right, let's take a quick music break. We will be right back.
Welcome back. Let's return to the discussion of this podcast. The War Chambers. And it's this mystery person. Now, anybody that followed the initial production when I brought it from book to stage play, and I started with the episodes, the Orions are not mentioned, only into the webisodes. And you can follow links, especially our YouTube channel. You will be able to see some of those mentions of the Orions. But they play a big role. In these short stories, they will play a more of a big role. In the book and the webisodes and the short film, um, they, are, they are part of what's going on behind the scenes with King Damar, but not really, really giving them the platform to show how huge they contributed to the choices that led up to the Book of Mitzrayim and to what you can see now on my social platforms. So here we have this new Orion because in the book, Form, we're only introduced to Kishe and two of his other type officials with him. We are introduced with him for the first time in a visual sense in the webisodes, not on the stage plays. Now, when I return for the prestige return of Molay, that's when the Orions will get that particular representation on stage. But again, for right now, you only got the opportunity to look at the Orions and how there was some type of deal, something going on behind the scenes with King Damar that not too many knew about. In this particular scene, it felt that it wasn't Kishi, that Kishi wasn't on the scene yet before Princess Amelia was born and his name was Nantu of the Orions. And that image kept coming into my mind that somehow he was being secretly coming into Mitzrayam. And that's why Queen Hagar said, did anybody see him come here? Something like that. When she answered that, did anyone see him enter the hall of Banu? Or basically she said, did anyone see him enter? So it means to me when I wrote it, that something's going on, that being seen could really blow up. And as I proceeded on to the next few episodes, you can see that's the reason why. Just to keep you in mind, when you're listening to these these short stories or even any type of uh, literary work that I'm doing, most of the time, I don't really have to write out an outline like most authors do. And it's good to do that. Mainly for me as a natural writer that I'm blessed with, it just comes to me as if I'm actually telling the story because I just lived it or I just experienced it and I'm sharing with you or I'm remembering it and the members are coming in back to back. So anyway, in this particular incident, it's very hostile because it seems that Natu expected somebody that represents the king to make some type of decisions that's going on that needed to be made and so he is shocked to find out that queen hagar is in complete control of mitzrayam and all of their other territories surrounding the rulership of mitzrayam and so when he asked that question shouldn't it be king milan because it seems and later on the episodes you see that according to the orions they were thinking that King Milan's status was something totally different. That it wasn't the way Queen Hagar did not tell much, but she definitely stood her ground to say that all was well and that as for right now, I'm in control. You're dealing with me. I looked at everything that you and your other Orions wanted to present to Mitzrayim, but I would decide in due time later. So 
that just shows that Natu wasn't really sure of the whereabouts of King Milan, but wanted to find out what's going on because we felt, or at least that's what I'm feeling for Natu at that moment. And so he's also shocked. He is realizing that Queen Hagar is not only knowledgeable, but she's been to places that most people could not have imagined. Meaning that when she automatically spoke in his language and I just have to put it out there. When you speak in someone's own language, it's a totally different level. It's a totally different emotional experience. The intensity is different. When you're speaking in a language that maybe everybody's universal, but when you really make it personal and it's their particular language, you change the ball game. And so that was the, the intense stare that I wrote about that it was so silent between the both of them because he had to really step back that I'm not dealing with any type of queen that just happened to take full control and full power I'm dealing with someone that can go not only head to head to me but head to head over him and so that was the intense moment that I wanted to express now comrade Tatar is in this scene again he's in the book he's he'd never been in the stage plays until I plan on returning the prestige return of Molay, which is a bigger production. Of course, he will be there because I'm expanding the character base. So he never been in the webisodes either that I made. And so this is another opportunity for the listeners and my followers to get to understand Comrade Datar. How did that trust came about? What's the backstory on him? This is your opportunity to be able to connect with him. Now, again, when I wrote Mitch Ram, he came to me as someone that had sage advice. He was much more gentler with Nahar that you have heard of Nahar before. He he were in the he was in the stage plays that I did, those episodes that I did, and he definitely was in the webisodes because he's the main five characters or at least I should say he's one of the circle that Princess Aminia hung around with that interacted with and so he's one of those major players of the story that contributed to Mitch Rayam and so Comrade Tatar is very gentle with him because he know his heart how he feels about Aminia but we don't really know the background of Comrade Datar. this is the first opening scene where I felt that he was a part of making sure the two of the Orions enter this world chamber unannounced no one didn't see him it was secret and so we don't get to have him talk too much in this first episode it seemed like it was just Crane Hagar and Natu that was the main players and then Ezra which we will learn of course uh, as I mentioned in my social media when I go and talk about the production especially when I talk about Nahar and his relations uh, to the world family his father is Ezra and he is a high herbalist which is in this day with someone that's considered to be a doctor or even a scientist as well so he's very knowledge of the ancient knowledge of healing and the science of metaphysical in that sense so anyhow that's the father that's the future father of Nahar and so you get that connection automatically so anyway the first preview or what I'm saying the first episode before my launch on December the 4th was Queen Hagar and then the two of the Hawaiians and then of course Kamratata and Ezra but let's not forget the young princess 
Hannah. Now she is introduced not in the stage plays yet, not in the web shows. This she will make her debut like most of the others on stage when I return as the prestige return of Mole stage play. She will make her entrance. She plays a vital role at that age because then she is already married. But something happens. And if anybody read my book, pretty much you know what outcome that plays in based on a few other characters that contribute to the drama that was going on. But nonetheless, we see her at a very young age, about seven years old. And you see that she must, as of right now, was the first child between Queen Hagar and Milan. And you see that constant world type behavior, the obedience, the curiosity, and how Queen Hagar, as I mentioned, I just felt that Hannah was there and Queen Hagar would have her there because Queen Hagar not only was intelligent, but she was a woman that wanted to make sure that her future daughter, if it came to be, that she could stand up to anybody with any type of power as a queen. And so she had to be there and to witness how her mother dealt with state matters. I thought that was a powerful scene. I thought it was a loving scene. And I thought how Queen Hagar was able to transition back and forth. Go ahead and leave your comments too. If you see a comment field, you should, about what you felt about that scene. Now, towards the end where she finally noticed Ezra after Natu left, and she left, I kept seeing that's when King Mala kept coming forward in my mind to write about it. And all I could feel was that something, he experienced some type of trauma. And then the next day, that's how I knew. When I first wrote that scene, I did not realize that Queen Hagar was pregnant. It was only when the next image kept popping in my mind. I mean, it felt so similar as I wrote Mitzrayim because I didn't really know the end of Mitzrayim, I had to literally write it out old school. As I keep just writing, 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 that's how I found out. So when you, the people that read my book and how they was going through those scenes page by page, I lived the same thing, except I had experienced all of these characters coming through and I just felt so connected to them. And so I did not understand the ending until I actually finished writing it. It was the same in this scene. I did not know when you hear me say Queen Hagar she opens the scene and where she at I did not know the state of her condition as being pregnant and I did not know that King Milan was hurt and it was a secret location until I got to that point and so there we realize at least not in episode one that she's going to see him and so in episode two we find out that it was him he's covered in runes and then of course in episode two is where we realize that she is pregnant now we don't know pretty much how many months that she is but I'm thinking at least now I see it now <laughs> I can't tell you too much that she is at least pretty much maybe a couple of weeks pregnant or maybe a month it's very early in the stages because when I saw her she was not like you know of course heavy set which would make sense because then that would have been drama in a sense that they will see oh and she's with child and so that would be that type of um, interaction but it didn't happen so it correlated to what I felt that is just soon she recently found out 
And so she shared that moment with him, that moment with him. So now moving to episode two, episode two, of course, is where it's saying um, there is another day. Now that was on November the 20th. It's a short story, of course. And it was again promoting this particular podcast. So the scene opens up. We are talking about the the Orions. We're talking about Natu. Uh, it, it brings it brings you to the scene where he is being escorted out of Mitzrayim by Comrade Tata. He enters the story again, Comrade Tata, and a couple of the guards. So we realize that again, Natu came to see King Milan Council, the people that will represent the king. Because as you learn in the other episode after this, they're thinking that King Milan did not make it well in what we learn later, some type of war. And so he's upset because it seems that what they thought was going to be is not the case. And so now he has to answer to his superiors. And so I, I saw that line in my mind that that's when Comrade Dittar came back and said, I have the king and queen of Mitzrayim on my side. Let's see how your superiors will, you know, take your side, defend you when they find out how, how this day turn out, not in your best you know what you hoped for so that that gave me another impression that there's something's going on that they wanted the status to be of King Milan like it should now it doesn't show or at least at that moment in episode two there is another day that he knows where King Milan is Queen Hagar just said the king will return so he knows that okay King Milan is definitely here somewhere and now this changes the whole ball game. So we learn about that. But then once Comrade Dittar dismisses Natu, and also keep in mind, remember I exposed to you that Comrade Dittar is very, very young. And I think during that time in ancient Egypt is because they needed a lot of soldiers. And so that would be the idea to join the forces of Mitzrayim. And if you're very skilled or something like that in that nature, in the military sense, you would move up. And so here we learn not only of Comrade Dittar's reputation and talent and military strategy, and that he's very, you know, just like today, very popular in the sense that he's very, uh, he's very committed and he has very good skills in the military force, which that's what you would need back then if you think about it because a lot of territories and kingdoms to gain more power and more influence you have to conquer some of the areas or at least make it known that your military force is very strong so we learned that quick little background about Comrade Tatar when the two of the Orions mention it that even though I heard your victory in Maturid Roar you are still very young and know nothing of the ways of combat military force Comrade Dittar. That's what Natu said to him and he just came back like, hmm, I might be young. That is wise enough to learn from the old. Meaning calling Natu, of course, that he's, you know, he's from the old, as we call it today, old school. <laughs> and this is a new day. And he mentioned also to give you an indication of his age that at that particular time of that war, he was a young age of 16. So that will make him anywhere between 16, maybe to 18 in that range. But he's still young and talented to get to the Orions of how skillful he is in the army of Mitzrayim. So anyhow, before he leaves that scene, Kalan in the southern region of Mitzrayim guards 
came to him with a message wrapped up and I just remember seeing it's a guard giving him some type of secret message and we don't know what that message what that object is or whatever that was in that brown cloth but whatever it is he automatically knew who it was from so that's again tell you something from the background that something happened that led to the status of King Milan and something happened to the point that Kamar Tatar was involved with it because he had to because immediately after that he said I need to go see someone and he left now then when we go and jump to episode three, which in episode three, that title is talking about upon the truth, many mysteries are revealed. Here, we automatically open the scenes with the Orions. I felt that I needed to kind of close or at least read another weave into the Orion story. What happened to Natu? Why is he really scared to talk to his superiors? Why would Kamrat Tatar say that if he knew that the expectation of King Milan was going to throw everything off track? Well, then we open up a scene of another character that has not been introduced like Natu in any of my previous productions with Mitch Ram. His name is Echo. He is the head leader from the Orion Skies. And he spoke in his language, of course. And the first thing he said to Natu... Thank you for listening to my clip notes for season one, 2017 to 2018 for episodes one through four. Although I know in this particular clip, it was only half of those episodes. I will continue next week with my clip notes and that will be part two. So part two of my clip notes of my short stories that I have written so far will be published next week along with another story that I will upload. Okay, thank you so much for joining in. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow me on my social media and thank you so much for the opportunity to entertain you. So long. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all know the sound. It happens. Your phone. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection that covers those kinds of mishaps. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus more features like 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless only at Walmart. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assuring.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply.